Well, hello, and welcome to Dean's Council. I'm Ken Crane, co-head of the Global Education Practice at Corn Ferry, and delighted to invite others to join what we hope will be a highly informative and engaging set of initiatives over the course of the next several months. And we'll talk about sort of how that will unfold and how and what some of the insights and experience might play for you and your respective interests. I'm here today with my colleagues, uh, Dave Eikenberry and Jim Ellis. I'll let each of you introduce yourselves and we'll talk about what this initiative is all about. Hi, this is Jim Ellis. I served as Dean of the Marshall School of Business at the University of Southern California from 2007 to 2019. During that time, we were fortunate to introduce nine separate one-year specialized master's degrees. We brought about a Master of Business for Veterans at the graduate level. We did a World Bachelor in Business where the students can get three degrees from three universities on three continents at the undergraduate level. And we had a successful new opening of a building, plus we raised a considerable amount of money. So it was a great 12 years, and we're happy to share those kinds of things as we go through the months with Dean's Council. Dave Eikenberry here. I served for five and a half years as Dean of the Lead School of Business at the University of Colorado Boulder. Jim brings a private school perspective to this mission, but I obviously come from the public state institution side of the equation. I joined Leeds in 2011, and at that time, we were, I guess, best characterized as a huge opportunity for growth and expansion and improvement. Expansion, not so much physically, although we have done that, but strategically, we had a huge opportunity in front of us. We revamped undergraduate education in the most profound way one could do. And it's really paid huge dividends. Beyond that, we brought more of a uh, focus to our resource constraints and created revenue opportunities that allowed us to shore up our salary structure, improve our recruiting capability. That whole quality spiral, which I like to refer to, then bled its tentacles into things like philanthropy and fundraising. Towards the end of my term, we developed five new one-year master's degree programs, and then we've introduced new variations of our uh, MBA program as well. So I, too, look forward to our uh, podcast here and the direction we want to take this. Ken, why don't you introduce yourself? Thanks, Dave. I started maybe 25 years ago in my first higher education search, and it actually was called in as somewhat of a pioneer in executive search at the dean level to do the first of three Wharton Business School dean searches for the University of Pennsylvania. And it was at a time when really dean searches were handled almost exclusively from within and not from uh, the support of an outside uh, consultant or advisor. Now, close to 50 business school deans searches later, I've learned a lot and learned really that if you've done one business school dean search, you've done one business school dean search. <laughs> uh, differ considerably from one another. The process may have some similarities, but the outcomes can be very different. Oh, about a decade ago, a number of deans, a couple of provosts, and I got together and concluded that the role of the dean was really changing. And 
frankly, you know, in my capacity, we were sitting on a lot of information, a lot of insight that really hadn't been harnessed much. And we ended up writing a paper called The Business School Dean Redefined New Leadership Requirements. That paper really led us to think a lot about not just sort of how are deans appointed, but what are the roles, actual roles of deans, and what are the priorities, and what are some of the challenges. And frankly, Dave, you and I were sitting around in a coffee shop in Philadelphia four or five years ago and began to talk some about the real experience of being a dean and how one of the biggest challenges is just figuring out sort of who you can talk to, who can you trust, how do you actually think through some of the plethora of problem solving that you go through. I, I won't sort of coin it as lonely at the top, but there is a kind of aloneness that we talked about that we really sort of wanted to get uh, under the hood and understand some. So I was delighted when you and Jim and I sort of began this conversation. It was really more of a free-form discussion. And I think the Dean's Council has really been an outcropping of those initial conversations. Our sense is this uh, can be interesting. It can be a safe space for others to come to listen to others. You know, the idea that both challenges and in many cases achievements and accomplishments have come on the watch of many of you who are will be listening in but that you might gain some insights from others who have encountered either similar or different kinds of issues so we're delighted to have an audience to experience this we've had conversations with fascinating individuals colleagues peers of yours that we expect you'll enjoy some of these same uh, insights and perspectives I would say that from my perspective, the reason that I wanted to do this was I wish someone had done this for me, either when I was a brand new dean or was a sitting dean after five, six, seven years. Many times, that's a time when you kind of need to get recharged a little bit. When you've been appointed to your second five years, you need a little boost. And certainly, Dave, Ken, and I are not the experts in everything, and that's why we turned to our colleagues have them share some of their thoughts, and we will turn to you as listeners for questions that you may have on topics that we might want to address down the road. So we really look forward to this being an iterative process between all of us, and we've enjoyed the conversations we've already had with deans, and we know we will enjoy more of them, and they're very, very fruitful and, and very educational. You know, at its heart, we're all educators. We're in the business of trying to help and support people. But as Ken said, some of the challenges we face, and in this role, the challenges are both immense and also very, very broad. The span of issues inside the organization, outside of the organization, and vertically up into the campus are all big challenges and getting typically getting worse over time. And it's in many cases an unforgiving environment. So one of the reasons I got so passionate about this was so many of us have built up some experiences over time. And moreover, I think each of us, Jim, myself, who have been in the saddle, have benefited by talking to other deans. We're a community that tends to be very generous in sharing our approaches because at a very high level, many of our challenges are common. Yes, it's true. Each school has its own idiosyncrasies that Ken was referring to a moment ago. But some of the issues that we all face are at a higher altitude, really rather they're common and even reflecting on different approaches to the same 
challenge can be beneficial as well. One other thought, and Jen touched on this a moment ago, but as we approach our jobs as a dean, either as a new dean or even for those of us who are in the saddle and and experienced, we live in an environment today where the landscape of topics that comes up, the challenges that we have not experienced, but uh, nevertheless, they're in our portfolio and we need to deal with it. It's shifting and being able to leverage a resource like Dean's Council here, I think could be really helpful both for the experience, but also the unexperienced new dean that's trying to come up to speed quickly. Ken, what are some of the aspirations you haven't already mentioned that you'd like to kind of point towards? Well, I think the highest ideal here is to share. And I think we've expressed that. You know, I think what comes next, we'll be open to. We'll be open to feedback from others. We'll be open to creating connections to one another. Every participant has been extremely generous in terms of offering their willingness to tell the good, bad, and the ugly of their story. And so that sort of candor and openness to exchange is really uh, our greatest wish for this initiative. Our agenda is you, the listener. The agenda is really to help you do your job as best you possibly can. That's our whole agenda. So let's build out on that for just a minute, Jim. We have a website that supports our podcast. It's at deanscouncil.com. And there's kind of two things I want to point out real quickly for the listener. One is, as we build these interviews, we're going to archive them and make them searchable. So you'll have the ability to identify keywords and try to identify over time, a series of podcasts that might relate to the challenge that you're thinking about, philanthropy, alumni relations, student relations, dealing with parents, dealing with budgets. We're trying to create an environment here where you can identify either audio recordings or uh, written searchable text that may be relevant to the challenge that you're facing. The other thing that I wanted to point out to the listener on this website is what Jim was referring to a moment ago. We do really want to address the issues that you are confronting today, and we want to hear your feedback. One way you can share your feedback is actually by sending us an email at feedback at deanscouncil.com, or alternatively, when you're on the website, there's a contact button and you can reach us directly that way as well. Great. With no further ado, we look forward to your joining us in this series and we'll welcome your interaction and feedback along the way. Thank you for listening.